are listening to Miller and Moulton, exclusively on the Florida Sports Network. And now, here's Mark Miller and David Moulton. Top of the morning to you. Man, these days, nothing is happening. How's your week going? We got over the hump together. How the heck are you? Miller and Moulton, the Florida Sports Network. FloridaSportsNetwork.com. Thanks so much for being with us. I come at you from Richmond, Kentucky. Hello. Which is about 30 miles south of Lexington, home of the University of Kentucky. I'm in town to broadcast a little college basketball. Mark and Trent back in the cozy confines. Good morning, Mark. How are you? I'm doing well, David, and I'm really excited that you're in Richmond, Kentucky, because I never knew until yesterday that there was a Richmond, Kentucky. So I, I learned something, and I, and I know not only do I know that it exists, I know where it is, and I've driven through it. <laughs> well, it's right off of I-75. That's what I'm saying. Now that I think of it, I've driven through it. Yes, you have. Yes, you have. So for all of you in southwest Florida, Lake City, and what have you, just continue north on I-75 for, oh, a few hundred miles, and by a few hundred from southwest Florida, I think it's got to be close to uh, a thousand. Yeah, about fourteen hours in there. Yeah, so uh, there you go. You know, from Lake City, it's about a ten-hour drive. There you go. So there you have it. And then uh, literally right off I seventy-five, huh? you pull up, boom, there it is. A bunch of hotels and restaurants and the university uh, down the road to the right. So. Uh, you know, Eastern Kentucky in first place in the A-Sun. Well, there you go. go. Off to their best start in 45 years in conference play. And uh, uh, the natives are where when you get greeted, Mark, at the hotel lobby and they're wearing the university's shirt. That's I said, you go to school there? He said, no, we're just really excited. And, oh, that's great. Okay. That's great. That's what you yearn for with these little schools, to have the community type of involvement, getting right. the, the local fan base excited about the collegiate team in town. That's all a positive. Yeah. So so I'll spend a, a few days in Kentucky. I will say very fired up. Saturday, Jacksonville is playing Bellarmine in Louisville because that's where Bellarmine's located. Bellarmine plays their games at historic Freedom Hall. You know, where Denny Crum in Louisville became a thing. So I'm fired up about that. Chalk off another high-level college basketball venue that you've worked, David. That's pretty cool. Yeah. So to have done games this year from Mackey, to only do about, you know, a little more than a half dozen games. I will have done games from Mackey and Freedom Hall. All right. That'll work. David, we have plenty of time to talk about this, but yesterday I was a little verklempt when I saw the news of Vic Fangio and the Dolphins parting way. I was stunned. I was stunned, and apparently, uh, you know, Vic went to them and said, I, 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 I just, South Beach may be for some, but it's not for me. Huh. Uh, okay. I'm a little surprised, and I'm serious about this, that they just let him go. 
I am too. That's the part of this. I mean, obviously, Fangio wanted to leave, and if someone doesn't want to be there, do you really want them there? But boy, oh boy. Can't get a draft pick for him? I mean, even the throw-in seventh-round pick, really? We couldn't get a sixth, seventh-round pick for Vic Fangio? I mean, the Eagles want him that badly. You sure? I mean, are they not going to? I mean, think about it. Sirianni's job is on the line next year. He's blowing out the guts of his staff. Vic's who he wants. You mean to tell me he can't pound the table enough to get a sixth, seventh-round pick sent to the Dolphins for him? Now, it's a gentleman's thing to do, but... But it's a gentleman's thing to do for an increase in... It'll be an increase in pay, and maybe he'll be an associate head coach, defensive coordinator, but it is a lateral move. Usually, the gentleman's agreement is when someone's making a move up the chain, David, not laterally. Well, and I don't know if he'll get a raise, because remember, the Dolphins made him the highest-paid coordinator in the league. I mean, I think he was making like $2.4 million. I, I don't know if it's going to be a raise. And you throw in taxes... I'll bet you Vic won't take home as much money with the Eagles, which is where he's reportedly going. And let's hope he goes there because, remember, Vic Fangio was Jim Harbaugh's defensive coordinator in San Francisco. And Jim Harbaugh is now back in the NFL. And I know that's the lead story nationally, but we are the Florida Sports Network, and when I saw Fangio leaving the Dolphins, it just raised my eyebrows in a big way. That defense started figuring things out at the end of the year. Very much so. And the defense, even completely under man, performed pretty darn well against the Chiefs in that weather. I mean, they didn't lose games down the stretch because the defense got shredded in Baltimore. They did. Got Everybody shredded got shredded in Baltimore. Yeah, so far. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, that defense, once Jalen Ramsey was added to the lineup, statistically was the top five defense in the league. So, this listen, this was such a significant addition a year ago. How can this not be a significant loss? I mean, sorry, can't have it both ways. You can't say, you know, that our biggest signing of the offseason was Vic Fangio one year. And then just go, well, you know, Vic wanted to be closer to family, and uh, we got plenty of people in mind. Well, it's got to be one or the other. So I'm with you. I think it's significant. Never mind the fact it's now going to be third system in three years. Well, we were already talking about whether or not McDaniel's going to be calling plays this year. You know, did he need to give up play calling? So now you enter the offseason with a lot of question marks on both sides of the football of how the Dolphins are going to get their business done next year. And with a different system, potentially, does that change maybe a move or two that Chris Greer was going to make in the offseason as to who they keep and who they don't? Because remember, the Dolphins have salary cap decisions. So I'm with you. But the big NFL news, of course, is Jim Harbaugh. He's back. About 10 years later, he spent four years in San Francisco. First three, they went to the NFC Championship game all three years. One time, they won it and got to the Super Bowl. His fourth and final year, he went 8-8, eight and eight, and he divorced them, and boy, were they ready to divorce him. 
And they wanted to get rid of him so badly, they hired Jim Tom Sula to replace him, and they rejoiced. That's how badly it ended. Five-year deal with the Chargers. I will say, you want to have some fun? Start following the Chargers on social media. They have a very fun social media page. They equated it to like a papal, you know, announcement. You know, they had the white smoke. They <laughs> changed their uh, their logo is not the the Charger, you know, the Bolt. It's just a picture of Harbaugh. And it's a wacky one at that. So they're having some fun with it. He's going to win. He is. It's what he does. He's going to win. And so, Mark, now the question is, I mean, you you and the Chargers have met with attorneys. You've ironed out the divorce. The paperwork, in fact, has been typed up. You haven't signed it. It's arriving in the mail this week for you to sign. Did you and the Chargers just get a reprieve from the governor? No. If anything, this doubles me down going the other way to complete my divorce. Oh, no. It's over? And they remarry. You know, if this is a remarriage, it's going to go really well for them, David, for a short time. It's going to end up in another divorce with Harbaugh as it blows up in three and a half, four. Whenever this blows up, it could be really good until then. But as much as I couldn't stand where the guy coached before, it's where he belonged. And it it really pains me to see Jim Harbaugh leave Saturdays. It really and truly does. I knew it was coming. I knew this was inevitable. And it's the next logical move for him. He's getting chased by the NCAA. They have set their sights on Harbaugh. And if he was at Michigan, the penalties were coming. So I understand why he's leaving. But it sucks for college football. College football has lost Nick Saban and Jim Harbaugh in a couple weeks. Just the faces of two conferences. Not only that, three of the four coaches who coach schools in the playoff are no longer coaching the schools that they coached in the playoff. And since Nick retired before Jim left, Kalen DeBoer ended up at Alabama because he probably would have ended up at Michigan. But I'm with you. This, to me, has a bit of a, you know, Coach K, you know, Jim Beheim, Roy Williams, all leaving college basketball within, like, 12 months of one another. You know, who is the face of college football now? Kirby? Well, that's what we wondered when Nick left. It's Kirby. I mean, who's the authoritative figure? Who's the one that's going to start speaking out about the major issues involved in college football and have the voice that people are going to respect and listen to? That is a great question because I don't know if Kirby has that respect factor yet. He's a really good coach, mm-hmm. really good recruiter. But he's not a statesman. No. 
I think it's going to take a few years before someone like that surfaces, and it could be Dabo. Dabo's not either. It's too... He's controversial enough, though. I mean, he, he's outspoken enough. I don't know if this mess it's with too the religious. ACC plays into it. Well, there is the religion factor, he's... which will alienate some, but the other thing is that Dabo doesn't seem to be willing to... You know, he's not fully embracing, he's not fully a part of all the issues that are in college football right now. I mean, he's virtually ignoring the transfer portal. How much of a statesman can you be talking for the sport if you're ignoring one of the major issues in it? So I feel as if there's there's a void, there's a leadership, there's a stature void in college football. But it's the NFL's gain, baby. You're listening to Miller and Moulton, exclusively on the Florida Sports Network. 21 minutes past the hour. Top of the morning to you. How the heck are you? We are Miller and Moulton. This is the Florida Sports Network, floridasportsnetwork.com. I come at you from Kentucky, eastern part of the state, after all. I'm at Eastern Kentucky University, broadcasting a little college hoops in the state of Kentucky over the next few days. What the heck? I, you know, football's done. You know me. My wife and I can't spend that much time together. I mean, we're still fond of one another because are you? we don't spend. We are. And we is that are. because you don't spend time together? Ah, there you go. Now you're catching on. See, so I'll do college hoops for as long as I can. And then the clock starts. Like, this is it. I got nothing. You know, once the show's done, I'm home. So you're home and I'm home. And let's see how long we can do this. And so then, you know, much like I think our poll question is going to be about Jim Harbaugh and his length of stay in the NFL. The game that I play with my wife. Yeah, there's two games that I play with my wife. One is. Are you sure you can say them on air? I can. Okay, just checking. Well, I'm 58 years old and she's in her mid-50s, so it's not like any of those games are. (laughs) So the one game is how long does it take for her to notice my haircut? I've had three haircuts and she hasn't in a row and she hasn't commented about any of them all right so that's either a how much time i'm spending away or b how very little she even glances at me anymore so that's number one game that's being played but the second one is how long what day on the calendar is the first time she says so when does football season start again And that's the first indication that you're starting to get on my nerves. I'm going to go with, you know, sometime in late April, she'll ask for the first time. That's exa- I do the draft. That's that's the line of, over under the draft. So I'm going to do college hoops for as long as I can this year and then see whether or not I can make it to the draft before I start annoying her. I mean, you know, heck, I try to get to about 8, 8.30 before I start annoying you. So, you know, I, I think a draft's a pretty good goal to have. I like it. I like it. You mentioned we're talking about Harbaugh and how long, you know, is it... He's going to be successful. 
and we got to ask yeah. in our Twitch chat room, well, what makes you think he's been gone so long? Because he's been successful everywhere he's been. All he's ever done is one at every level all the time. And his approach will always be successful. His approach is physical football at the line of scrimmage and a very simple but effective approach on offense. And he's versatile. He's creative. Remember, he's the one midstream who switched the Niners from Alex Smith to Kaepernick. He's not this rigid, inflexible guy. He was the one who unleashed Colin Kaepernick on us. And I know Kaepernick's become what he's become, but those first three, four years, that was a weapon that most of the NFL was like, what are we going to do with this guy? We can't run with him. If he decides to run the ball, we can't catch him. And he's not bad throwing it. What are we going to do? I mean, Kaepernick was Lamar before Lamar. He just derailed. Lamar's gotten better. And he's got a, he walks in with a really good quarterback. He's going to make, he's going to make Justin Herbert better. There's not a doubt in my mind about that. But how long before it all implodes? Because there's a shelf life with Jim. No doubt. No doubt. And that's why, you know, we thought the Harbaugh's and the Urban's of the world are perfect for college because how long are they there? About the shelf life. So then the, you know, the new crop leaves and the new guys come in and then he can, you know, grind them three, four, five years. And then, oh man, I, you know, love the guy. Great coach. I got to get out of here. You know, well, good. It's time for you to leave next. Don't think Nick didn't do the same thing. Grinding guys down at Alabama, right? You hear Alabama guys talk all the time in the pros going, this isn't, these practices aren't anything compared to what they were on when we were at Alabama. Hell, I, you heard it this year in Philadelphia, Jacksonville, yeah. former Alabama guys going, I got to admit our practices were a lot more structured in college. So Harbaugh with the chargers, how long does it last? So he got a five-year contract. Does he fulfill the contract? Ooh, is, is that what you want the poll question to be? Or are we going to do an over-under how many years? It doesn't matter to me. Either one's fine. Okay. Over-under four and a half. He lasted four last time. He's a little older. And because of it, don't know if he's got any place to go. So four and a half years for Harbaugh over under that he's with the Chargers. Yeah. Boy, think about that division. They've added Sean Payton and Jim Harbaugh to that division in the last 12 months. Right. All trying to, all trying to chase down that Mahomes guy. That division really has become the AFC East with Brady. Man, Mahomes and they, Mahomes and Reed have totally messed up that division. Those franchises are just 
messes. That's what Mahomes and Reed have done to them. It really is. It's the AFC East all over again. It's Brady and Belichick. Just had a division totally in knots. So think of what the Raiders have done in the since the time that Mahomes has come in. The, the yeah. turmoil with the now Vegas Raiders. Right. And they made the big move with Gruden. That was their right. big coaching play. Uh-huh. They've blown out two coaches. So in a short Jim time. Harbaugh to the Chargers. He did it. I'm with you, Mark. I think it's it's a bigger loss for college football than it is gain for the NFL. Because as we said in the last segment, it was the leadership role for college football. This may sound very silly. And, you know, all criticism that comes my way is justified. But, you know, coaches have a bigger role in college than they do in the NFL and Major League Baseball and what have you. They just do, and in the NBA. As silly a comment as, so whose coach's interview are you waiting to see at halftime? What broadcast of college football right now in which you know they're going to talk to the coach walking off the field at halftime? And whether you realized it or not, for 17 years when you were watching Alabama, you didn't go to the restroom till first Tracy Wolfson and then, you know, Allie LaForce and Jamie Erdahl and Jenny Dell stopped and talked with Nick Saban. You didn't. You, you Whatever you were going to do for the next 18 minutes waited until they talked to Nick. The last nine years, Michigan was on TV, okay, Jim Harbaugh, you had no idea what you are going to get from Jim Harbaugh. Probably going to get something closer to Popovich, but you waited. I mean, is there a coach right now that you're going to stop and go, hold on, I, I got to see this interview before we go to the store? There's one for me, but they've got to be good, and they're not always good. It's Lane. Okay. And Brian Kelly to a certain degree because you don't know what accent he's going to do the interview in. <laughs> Miller and Moulton, the starting five is next. Thanks for listening. You're listening to Miller and Moulton, only on the Florida Sports Network. 22 minutes before the hour. Miller and Moulton, Florida Sports Network, floridasportsnetwork.com. I'm in Richmond, Kentucky. Hello. How outdated is that, by the way? Doing the Larry King Live. Hello. As outdated as anything we do on this show. <laughs> I didn't know what it was, put it that way. Well, of course not. I thought you were just doing a voice because you often do that, too. <laughs> Uh, uh, that's how we roll here on Miller and Moulton. Uh, Richmond, Kentucky, home of Eastern Kentucky University, EKU. Doing a little college basketball in the state of Kentucky for the next few days. So that's why I'm here. Mark and Trent in the cozy confines. Roy Cummings will join us in an hour as we put the Buck season to rest, although they may suffer their second big loss of the week. We'll talk about that one hour from now. Chris Perkins. The top of the 8 o'clock hour, Dolphins suffered a loss yesterday. 
and Seth Everett. Couldn't join us yesterday. He'll join us today for his weekly visit on Miller and Moulton. Right now it is time for... The Starting Five. Five stories you need to know. It's The Starting Five on Miller and Moulton. Here's number one. Number one is the NFL, but it's got a major college connection to it. Jim Harbaugh is leaving Michigan and is the new head coach of the L.A. Chargers, signing a five-year contract. Michigan expected to offer the job to offensive coordinator Sharon Moore. Moore, who stepped in and was the acting head coach for four of the six games that Harbaugh was suspended for last year. Jim Harbaugh, at 60, back in the NFL with Justin Herbert and the Chargers. A five-year deal, which leads to our poll question. Mark, what do we decide on? How long will Jim Harbaugh be the coach of the L.A. Chargers? He signed a five-year contract. We have under four and a half years, over four and a half years as your two choices. There you go. He lasted four years the first time with the Niners. So over under four and a half on Harbaugh in the NFL. Go to that Mark Miller, the David Moulton, FloridaSportsNetwork.com and vote accordingly. Vic Fangio and the Dolphins agreed to split up yesterday. Mutually agreed. Vic wants to go be closer to family in Pennsylvania, and the Eagles have a defensive coordinator opening. If you remember, right before the Dolphins hired Fangio last year, Nick Sirianni hired Vic to be an advisor, I believe the official title was, for two weeks leading up to the Super Bowl. For the Eagles game against the Chiefs. And in fact, if Vic hadn't inked the deal with the Dolphins, the word was once the Eagles defensive coordinator got the Arizona job that Nick would have hired him last year and Vic would have gladly accepted. So Vic, with a little buyer's remorse, he went to uh, Mike McDaniel and said, can I go to Philly? I can't handle the pants anymore, Mike. I just can't handle the pants. I can't look at you with those things one more day. I mean, you're goofy. He's goofy. I'd rather be there. So the Dolphins need a defensive coordinator. They're third in three years. The Bucks may need an offensive coordinator. Dave Canales is a finalist for the Carolina Panthers job. He interviewed a second time yesterday there's a connection dan morgan the new grand poobah the carolina panthers dan morgan and canalis spent time working together in the seahawks organization a lot of these jobs are connections like the thought is in los angeles who's going to be the general manager who works with jim harbaugh the thought is it's going to be giants assistant general manager brandon brown why Harbaugh and Brown know one another? Sometimes that's all, literally all it takes. Well, I can work with him. I know him. I like him. Besides, think about it. Jim's going to be the one barking orders. He just needs somebody who knows, likes, and trusts to take him. 
So Canales, now Vrabel's interviewing for a second time today in Carolina also. And that's after Vrabel interviewed for a second time in Atlanta yesterday. Mark, Belichick or Vrabel? You're Atlanta. Who would you hire? Belichick. Bill Belichick. Uh, Bill, uh, this is a two-second question. Okay. And the first second is just to take a quick breath. Okay. I'm I'm, I'm just asking the question. It's Bill Belichick. Can we quit this charade? If Atlanta doesn't hire him, they have screwed up, and they have screwed up royally. Okay. Well, they're the Falcons. I mean, they've done it before. But, I mean, that's apparently the only team that has shown any interest in Bill Belichick. And a quarter of the league, Mark, had openings, for the record. And apparently only one is interested in hiring the second all-time winningest coach in league history. I'm just saying. Uh, There is some college football news. The ACC released their 17-team football schedule yesterday. That's right. Stanford, Cal, and SMU in the ACC. Cal's first ACC game is in Tallahassee against Florida State. Uh, Florida State at home will play Cal, BC, Clemson, North Carolina, and the Gators. Pretty good home schedule. Clemson, North Carolina, Gators on your home schedule if you're a Florida State fan. That's pretty good. Uh, Away, Florida State will play Notre Dame, Miami, Georgia Tech in Dublin, and SMU. That's a schedule right there. Uh, Miami, by the way, good thing they got Florida State on the home schedule. Otherwise, their second-best home game is probably Vatek. Not a good home schedule. Meanwhile, on the road, Miami's playing Florida, South Florida, and Cal. Australian Open, Coco Golf beaten in the semis, 7-6-6-4 by the two-seed Sabalenka. This was a rematch of their U.S. Open final from four months ago when golf was a winner. Djokovic in action later today as he tries to advance to what I believe would be an 11th Australian Open final. He's 10 for 10 in the finals. Mark, did you hear this disturbing hockey story yesterday? Five players from Canada's 2018 World Junior Team have been asked to surrender in London, Ontario to police to face sexual assault charges. The five players have not been named publicly. However, five players in and around the world have been granted their leave of absence from their respective teams in the last 24 hours. Hmm. Wonder who the players then could be. Four of them are in the NHL. Two of them play for the Devils. Michael McLeod and Cal Foote. Remember yesterday at this time we wondered... Why did the goalie for the Philadelphia Flyers get get an immediate leave of absence? And Carter Hart. Now we know why. And... Calgary's Dylan Dubé also granted a leave of absence. There's a player who used to be in the NHL. Now he's in Europe, Alex Formentin. He is the fifth player who's been granted a leave of absence by his team. And in his case, he's also been allowed to travel back to the U.S. and Canada. So there you have it. 
in the NHL last night. How about them Panthers? Right now, we'd bet on them to go back to the finals in the East, wouldn't we? Yes. They're the best team in the East right now. I know the Bruins have more points. But they're playing better right now. They're the best team in the East yeah. right now. Pan- Panthers 6-2 over Arizona. Speaking of the Bruins, they lost at home to Carolina. I know. May have bet on them. Uh, Toronto won nothing in overtime over Winnipeg. Nathan McKinnon was pretty good last night. And by pretty good, we mean four goals and a helper. He had a natural hat trick. He scored three goals in the second period all in a row. That is the original hat trick. Three goals in a period, all of them in a row. Nathan McKinnon last night, Colorado beat Washington 6-2. Seattle beat Chicago by the same score. And the Blues in overtime over Vancouver, 4-3. Doc Rivers was, in fact, officially named the new head coach of the Milwaukee Bucks. Uh, man, did he stick it to ESPN? My goodness. They literally said to him when they were hiring him, listen, man, if you're going to take this job, you cannot leave and become a coach anymore. All right? It means you've coached your last game. I mean, we are blowing out Van Gundy and Jackson. They did this for a long time. Okay? We're doing this for you. The league wants you. You cannot coach again. Got it? Got it, man. Got it. I hear you. No, I'm done. I had my run. Yep. Uh-huh. Didn't even make it to the All-Star. Break. Nope. Uh, Giannis with a triple-double last night. It's the seventh of the year. Third in the last four games. 35 points, 18 rebounds, 10 assists. I don't know. That seems pretty good. Milwaukee beat Cleveland. Snapped their eight-game winning streak. 126-116. The Heat have lost four in a row. Memphis beat them in Miami, 105-96. That's a bad loss. Yeah, it is. Man. Uh, not that the Heat care about seeding. I mean, you know, last year they were seeded like, you know, 34th and went to the finals. So, you know, they don't care. Uh, T-Wolves over Washington, 118-107. Minnesota still with the best record in the West. And Trent's not allowed to talk about it, so we will. The Detroit Pistons won their fifth game last night. They had to rally. They were trailing in the fourth quarter at home to underman 10-win Charlotte, but they rallied and they won 113-106. So that was a win and a cover. So Trent finally, we believe, won money on the Pistons. Yes or no, Trent? You're not allowed to say the team that you bet on. We will say the team. Did you win money on a certain basketball team last night at home. Sure did. There we go. First time. You know, we kind of blew it when we were picking our games at the end of the show. One Milwaukee had a new coach last night. Well, but he didn't coach last night. No, 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 but they had the interim coach. They fired the guy. And the other one was Golden State. They had the big ceremony before the game to honor their assistant coach who had died with a heart attack. Right. You, and, and first game back, they, you knew that they were going to play really hard in that game, as emotional as it's been the last week for Golden State, and they won by 22. College hoops, meanwhile, remember we commented Auburn may be ranked eighth in the country, but why is Alabama three-and-a-half-point favorite at home? Because <laughs> they won by four. That's why. 
FAU covered the 12 and a half. They beat Rice by 13. Trent, how did Illinois do at Northwestern last night? They lost in overtime. Thank you, Trent. That was a good call by you. That was a very good call by you. It might be the only one you got right last night, Moulton. Not true. Not true. I went two and two on on my four plays. Okay, but I did call Northwestern not just to cover, but to win outright, and they did in overtime 96-91. For what it's worth, Miami won at Notre Dame by 12, and Florida, a much-needed home win against Mississippi State, 79-70. to Um, DePaul covered against Marquette. So of my four big underdog plays, uh, Rice 12.5, I lost by half a point. New Mexico throttled, I got that one wrong. Uh, I should have picked the other one in that league. Colorado State lost on the road. I yes. thought it'd be New Mexico, and uh, yeah, and then I got uh, the Northwestern. So I went two and two All on right. my big underdog plays. Nice, nice. South Florida winner last night over Temple as well on the road. Yes, the Bulls are twelve and five. They're tied for first in the loss column in the American. They're a half a game behind FAU. How about that? And at eight minutes before the hour, that was... That was the starting five every weekday morning at this time on Miller & Moulton. You know, we can't put it up as a poll question because our audience wouldn't know, but which one's older? The Richmond, Richmond, Kentucky, hello, or the how about that, Mel Allen? Oh, wow. Uh, well, considering Mel Allen's heyday, it was the 50s and 60s, but most people only know Mel Allen from this week in baseball, which was the 80s and 90s. So it would still be Mel Allen, I think. Because most people didn't become you know, familiar with Larry King until he took his act to CNN, and that was really the 90s where it became popular. O.J. Simpson, Hello. Think, think Trent's going to, you know, watch any of this on video later today? No? Not a chance. Rapid City, South Dakota, hello. 